Hey there folks, Alex Oaks here, and welcome to the Classic Camera Revival. I'm just here in the studio waiting for the three guests for our episode to show up, but I wanted to let you know about a couple changes that are coming down the pipe for CCR. First of all, our episodes are going to be released on Tuesday. That's because I have taken a conscious effort to reduce the amount of blogging I do each month and have gone down to releasing two posts per week instead of three. So I needed to find a new slot for CCR and I settled on Tuesdays because why not release it earlier in the week than later in the week. Also, we are entering our 10th season. Yes, it is hard to believe that this little podcast that started nine years ago is now 10 seasons in over a hundred episodes, um, over 150 episodes in the bank, and we are still going strong. And because this is our 10th season, we are going to be revisiting some classic episode topics that we never got around to recording a second part each month. So that's 12 classic topics that are going to be revisited by our new team or guests or anything, plus the usual amount of roundtable banter, interviews, and so much more. So I guess that's my cue to roll the intro while our guests take a seat before we dip into the Celestial Toy Chest. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. Hey there folks, welcome back. And Alex Lokes here. And today it's something a little bit different for our season opener. I am being joined by three amazing photographers from Canada's West Coast. Uh, Dimitri from Analog Cafe, Vancouver fashion photographer, YouTuber and film aficionado Yvonne Hansen, and Darren, who is returning to the podcast from Learn Film Photography. Welcome all three of you to the Classic Camera Revival. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks. That was quite the intro. (laughs) So the reason we have you three on is because you guys are the force behind this amazing new online game that really pits people knowledge of black and white film and being able to identify this film stock online. So what was the idea behind launching what the film? Yeah. um, So we came up with this. It was um, the idea of it is that black and white film, everyone kind of puts these personalities on these films. Like they say that this each film has its own unique characteristics to it that differentiate it from everything else on the market. But when I'm looking at people's films, when I'm looking at their images online, there's really no way to tell what these films are made of. So I had this theory that film is much more flexible than we give it credit for. So um, I decided, like, I reached out to Dimitri to see what he was thinking about this and asked him to see if we could code a game to test this whole thing. And Dimitri is an amazing coder. He is an absolute genius with this stuff. So Dimitri um, was really the whole driving force behind making it come to life. And then we got Yvonne in on this because she is also another YouTuber. She's a great personality and she has shot a ton of film as well. So we wanted to see which one of us could be, could determine, ah, we wanted to see which one of us was the best at 
determining which film was used. And really, we all went into it knowing that we were going to fail spectacular at this whole thing. Now, I I have a background. My career is information technology support. I, I graduated from Sheridan College from the systems analyst program. And part of that was actually coding. Now, this also was 2002 to 2005. In full disclosure, I learned basic, visual basic, and C++ in high school, and then visual basic again, and Java in um, college. So Dimitri, what did you actually code this in? Because I'm I'm an IT nerd, and one of our host, co-founding host emeritus, John Meadows, is another IT nerd. So really, how did you make this? Um, so this is so JavaScript and with some React and maybe a library to show some animation effect. So it's not a fancy language. It's a really kind of a, uh, some people say it's a stupid language, but it's fun. Um, there was, yeah, there's just a, a lot to consider to make it work properly. A lot of potential bug areas. There's still a couple of bugs. One of them is, uh, I don't want to disclose because it can cheat using that bug, um, but uh, it works, which is, uh, I guess, a surprise, but, you know, I, I am glad. And how long did it actually take you to uh, build the game? Uh, so I think it took about two weeks um, oh, wow. doing this after work. And I know a lot of that um, from talking to his wife was his wife testing the game because Dimitri, we wanted to make sure that he didn't have, um, he wasn't able to cheat. He didn't see the images beforehand. So he got nice. his wife to be testing this thing over and over and over again. Nice. Yeah, there's a bit of a evolution to the game. It was uh, made for three of us to, so that we can get the submissions from the community and see how this works, uh, You know, see if we can guess it, uh, how well we can do or how bad we can do. And then uh, the next version that you see online now is uh, I kind of changed a few things so that anyone can play. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've, I've given it, um, I've gone through it um, at least once. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will admit, it was hard. <laughs> I mean, there were some that I, I mean, I watched the videos, so I had some. And of course, when the images that I submitted, it was like, well, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then how did you do? What was your score? Um, oh, I forget now. But I think I was in like the top 10. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah I awesome. see that right here. You're uh, 89,546. Oh. That's <laughs> points though, right? Like that's not position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's point. That's point. Position is uh, definitely top 10. Number seven. You can bleep it out if you don't want to share it with your... Oh, that's fine. Um, so Yvonne, what was your role in this when they, they asked you to bring this in? Well, at first, a lot of it was just moral support going, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Um, and then gathering a bunch of people to come together and uh, kind of feed the game a little bit to help build it. There was a bunch of people who I recognized who had put games, um, or not, not put games, who had lent their photography to the game. Um, and then on the day when we filmed it, we all got together in my studio, set up a little set and, uh, and made the videos that you see on mine and Darren's channels together. Um, so yeah, I played a, a moral supportive role, but I had a lot of fun, um, collaborating with these guys to make it happen. 
Nice. And what are your plans for the future for the game? Yeah, I'll let we you want to make a color one. Can we make a color one? Am I spoiling it? Sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, Dimitri. Uh, what what no. are your plans for the future? Go then. Go then. Yeah, I think I the think. future is definitely going to be color um, because, yeah, black and white, there's not everyone who's shooting it, but a lot of people are shooting color, a lot more film photographers, because that's that's kind of what gets most people excited about film is color. Which is funny because I'm more excited about black and white. Yeah, same here. I actually shoot a lot more black and white than I do color, and I love the film stocks. But yeah, so the reason that we didn't do color first is because we all had this idea that color would be a lot easier since uh, color mm. seems like it has a little bit more defined characteristics to it. Uh, just with like the spectral sensitivity and the colors that show through it. Although, oh, yeah. as all of us know who have uh, developed film and scanned it ourselves or even taken it to a lab, you can make any color film look like anything else if you know how to use the sliders in Photoshop or Lightroom. Oh, definitely. So, even though, yeah. Yeah. So we're also thinking it's like it is probably going to be harder than we're anticipating, but it'll still be a mm -hmm. super fun challenge. Now, the one thing I found interesting is that. Because black and white film, you can change the look of it um, with the different developers. Did that enter your mind to sort of um, add a, add that extra level to the uh, game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I remember having conversations with Dimitri and Yvonne, and we were just like, we, we don't think we're going to be able to guess any of these. Because, you know, um, you personally have tested out so many different developers on the market. I've only tested out maybe like eight or ten in total. And you know the the difference between HP5 on uh, Atomol versus on something like uh, Microfan or DDX, it's you know it's it's substantial. It's night and day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were we considered asking the people to also add the developers, but then like it was just going to be there was already such a huge list of films that were part of this that like adding on the developers is just going to be impossible. Right. Um, where did you come up with the list of uh, film ideas? Because I, I had selected a bunch of films initially when you you initially asked me, and I was really honored to be asked, Darren. Um, and then I went in and realized I had to change all my choices because none of the ones that I'd picked were on your list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I asked you knowing that you were going to have some really interesting film choices on there. Um, so <laughs> the way that we chose the films and um, i'll get to meet you to chime in on this as well is we wanted ones that most people were going to use so i mean obviously hp5 and triax but then also lamography films are super popular but you know some of the more obscure ones like the adox and uh some rolly films like those are not used as much like okay yes yeah, so because we, I, I was we, surprised to even find um egg for copex rapid on that list yeah. like that was one that I had heard about from another film photographer, um, Leonard, over in uh, the Netherlands, and was surprised I could actually find it at Downtown Camera in Toronto. Yeah, um, I had to source that one overseas. Um, I added that one to the list because I had some experience with it, so I thought it would give me a bit of an advantage. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, think I'll the list was... Uh... Uh, it was slightly random, I guess. I, uh, I think we all kind of contributed some of our ideas and thoughts of, you know, what maybe our audiences may be using the most, what we've seen being popular online. Um, I looked at uh, emulsive.org has uh, a pretty big list of 
all the films that were in production maybe like a couple of years ago. It maybe it has changed since, but it has a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, it's it's an extensive list um, because yeah, I had, I had actually pulled out um, Egg for APX twenty five out of there. Like that would be a good one to add in. No, not on the list. So yeah, I ended up looking at them going like, okay, what are some of the weird ones here that I know I have in my catalog? So the Rolly IR, the Copax Rapid. So Nice. Oh, thanks for that Rolly one. It, it really helped us a lot. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we left Rolly in for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it helped those two. It didn't help me that much. <laughs> yeah. I, I did enjoy them. I, I did enjoy the moment when you were looking at mine and you were guessing back and forth. I'm like, no, you are way off. You're way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dimitri and Yvonne got that one instantly. I felt so embarrassed going through it. But the leaves I, were white, Baron. The leaves were white. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't have much experience with infrared and it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> The best thing is I was actually at a work conference when I was doing those photos and uh, I was just getting bored with the uh, subject matter. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going out to go take pictures. Yeah. Go to Toronto Island. That's such a beautiful place, eh? Um, Actually, that's Windsor. That's Windsor. Oh, I, oh my God. Okay. That looks Windsor, so much looking like across that. the river at Detroit. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm off on that too. Yep. <laughs> Ah, nice. Yeah. So what did you think of the game when you were playing it? I I loved it. Like I said, I there were some of them where it was like, huh, this one's really difficult. And sometimes I would get it and sometimes not. But again, my brain was going like, okay, well, could it be this? Could it be that? But, you know, if they developed it like this, it just might look like that. And like, that's the joys of black and white is everyone, as you said, everyone can give it its own character. Mm-hmm. right yeah just the way that you shoot it as well if you overexpose or underexpose develop just, normally so or push pull add a filter don't add a filter yeah uh the results are like it's it's honestly limitless you can get any look out of any film like i i can't believe some of the mistakes that i made with guessing some of them yeah same here <laughs> yeah it was crazy um yeah so what were your strategies when you were going through the game Oh, man. Um, Nine times out of ten, I just trusted my gut. I would sort of look at the film and go, okay, where have I... In some cases, um, like um, Allie's images, I'm I'm friends with her and follow her work online as well, Um, read her blog, watch her channel. So some of them, it's like, oh, I remember when she posted that. That's this. Nice. Or like, oh, wait, I saw that in the YouTube video that's that's this one so that sounds like cheating to me no just using all available resources <laughs> power deduction actually and other ones i just i just guessed randomly like okay this looks kind of like this and some of the times i got it and some of the times i didn't yeah I that was the same time we've had third there and go oh, ahead no i'll let dimitri i have to take note dimitri needs to speak i was just gonna say that it was really cool to find uh, cheaper emotions and discovering them by seeing like, oh, there's no way this is the cheaper version. This must be the expensive stuff. And then we also discovered it's like, oh, maybe you wouldn't have to spend the top dollar every time. No, um, FOMA does, FOMA films are absolutely wonderful. And if you don't want to shoot FOMA films, you can always buy them under their boutique brands. Like 
Cosmo Photo Mono 100. And then not only are you supporting FOMA, but you're supporting Stephen Dowling at the same time over in uh, over at Cosmo Photo or Lomography with the uh, gray series. It's FOMA Pan 100, FOMA Pan 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually find that um, Cosmo Photo films are cheaper here in Vancouver if you buy it at the brick and store, uh, sorry, brick and mortar stores than uh, if you were to buy a FOMA. So. Mm-hmm. That's because it's coming from the UK. Yeah, somehow it's closer. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think that if this game taught us anything, it's that um, you only really ever need to buy HP5 because it looks like everything. <laughs> yeah. And it can look like anything. That's right. Well, with the cost of Tri-X, I'm like, okay, I need to start using HP5 more or Kentmere 400. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I found that HP5 looks almost indistinguishable from Tri-X when you shoot it at like 800. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get a faster film and yeah. And like nice contrast and everything too. And it's just that little bit cheaper. Yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And when they released Kentmere 400 and 120, it really changed my mind on it. And also again, experimenting with different developers to find the right, right combination. Yeah. Uh, how has your testing been so far? What have you found? Um, um, loves 510 Pyro. Well, 510 Pyro loves pretty much any film. Um, also, Adam All 49 from Adox. And if you can get your hands on it, um, Compard R09 Special, which is okay. uh, Egg for and all, but you can also get it as Bellini Hydrofin. Okay. okay. So that works really well. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've got a couple of rules and I'm so excited to try it out, especially after seeing after seeing some people using it in the game as well. Mm-hmm. Now, all three of you are in Vancouver and Vancouver actually really surprised me that you have a very strong film photography community there. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, I think Yvonne's got some insight on this one. I'm going to push it over to her. Okay, yeah, I mean... I was surprised recently learning about uh, the C41 Photo Cafe. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're like this local cafe in Vancouver that runs monthly film photography contests. And each month is a different theme. Um, This year, I think they're basing them all off of different famous uh, documentary and street photographers. Um, It's really cool. And seeing the posts on their Instagram, I'm seeing exactly how many people there are in Vancouver who are like really enthusiastic about film photography. Very exciting to see. Um, we also have a few really cool stores that offer like a, a wider range of film than you'd expect to see in a retail location. Um, Bow Photo is like my favorite go-to to just go in and chat film with like a bunch of random people. <laughs> and they seem like really good people. people. And... Pardon? They seem like really good people. They are. They're all really good people and they're all really knowledgeable about film. And a lot of the time when it's slow, they're bored enough that they'll talk your ear off for as long as you want to stay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They'll even give you they'll even give you the best places to buy film. Like they'll they'll give you their advice on where they're buying their film for cheaper than at their nice. store sometimes. So it's it's awesome. Um they also have like this printer there that Dimitri and I have used. And then like when you're printing when you're making prints, you can just spend hours talking to those people. So yeah, like the, the community out here, I think the stores are really so vital. And that's something that Ilford is really like promoting too, right? Is that they want their suppliers to be working with stores that are going to be super helpful to the community and to help make that community stronger. And Vancouver, it truly shows because like everywhere you go where there's film 
photographers. There's also like, they're showing gallery spaces. And so you can see more community photos. Um, and like, they're, they're just giving so much room to film photographers and to uh, also digital photographers as well. So yeah, it's, it's been super cool out here in Vancouver to like see the community grow and to see it burgeoning the way it is. Nice. Yeah, I just I just looked online to see if um, Bofoto had a specific uh, developer that I've wanted to try in in stock, and sure enough, they did. So I'll probably order from them. Yeah, which developer is that? Um, Flick Films MQ19. Oh, okay, okay. What's that it's, one supposed to be like? Um, it's uh, basically a formulation of Kodak D19, high contrast, fast working. So nice. Yeah, yeah. They've it's, got uh... all the. Flickfilm is in Alberta as well, aren't they? Yes. So nice. another good Canadian company. Yeah, yeah. They're based in one of those small towns that's like so small there isn't even a Tim Hortons in it. Oh what? Are they even allowed to be in Canada then? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a single row. Um I, I would love to go and visit their factory. I got the chance to speak to the owner a while back and like it sounds like it's such a cool project. Oh my god, what where in Alberta? I didn't know this at all. You could just go visit their factory. Yeah. That's exciting. That's cool. Oh my God. I got some emails to send. Longview, Alberta. Yeah, it's in the south, right? That's the accessible part. It <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It's um south of uh Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's between Calgary and Waterton. Yeah, I'll have to go and visit there this summer. I'm from Alberta originally, but I'm from the north. So it's uh it's you know, it's as accessible to me to go there from um, Edmonton as it would be from Vancouver to go there so right road trip oh wow yeah. there is no Tim Hortons there it's only an 11 hour drive it's actually not terrible to get to like a major film manufacturing hub <laughs> not terrible by Canadian standards <laughs> it's right next door mm. yeah <laughs> right oh um, I want to say one more thing about, about Bofoto that I learned recently uh, for any Vancouverites who might be listening. They have a one-on-one -on -one class that they offer pretty much any time, 50 bucks, and you bring in your own roll of film and they will teach you how to develop it, uh, which seems like an extremely cool resource. And I would encourage anybody to take advantage of that. That is a really cool resource. Black and white. That's really good. Mm. Yeah, 50 bucks. Like cost of developing is like 30 bucks. So it's a, or 20 bucks. So you're, you're only, only spending 30 bucks if you do it right. Yeah. Uh, but if you use a Patterson tank, you can probably develop two rolls at the same time. Right. So great point. This all around. Or more if you have a bigger tank, just yeah. make sure you put the right number of reels in there. <clears throat> I, I have a nice three 35 millimeter tank and I thought that I could put two 35 millimeters and a 120 in there. Mm. No. No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank goodness uh, my wife was right there to help me and we were able to salvage all three rolls. That's good. So I've been there as well, but haven't quite gotten that far. Yeah. Uh, just shows that even with all the experience you have, you can still make those mistakes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The great thing about film is like you can make mistakes and like you're still going to get images. It's like yep. it's so... I don't know. People make it seem like it's so much harder than it is developed. Like there's so much mysticism behind this whole process, but really it's quite simple. Yep. Maybe that could be a future podcast episode where three film photography enthusiasts teach me how to develop film. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I have yet to learn. I'm going to take advantage of both photos program. 
There you go. <laughs> go for it. There's there's a special kind of magic about it. Oh, also a uh, shout out to the lab. Um, they've been developing a lot of my film and they can do all kinds of stuff. I see people bringing large format stuff. I brought in some obscure formats and they printed pretty large for me on their uh, enlarger in-house nice. as well. So they can do a lot of things. Yeah, I adore the lab. Absolutely adore the lab. They're like, it's like 20 bucks to develop anything. They don't charge you more for E6, which is really nice. Ooh. Same thing. <laughs> and they're also place. Yeah, and what they're also the place that takes in the used chemicals too for anyone who's developing at home. Nice. Yeah, I, I just take mine to a local uh, hazardous waste disposal. They take it for free. So, um, so Dimitri, you, in addition to the game, you also do photography yourself, and you run a website called Analog Cafe. So tell us a little bit more about your film photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been running it for just over five years, and it's essentially a blog. But, you know, being a developer, I can add some features, like, letting other people contribute easily. So I've kind of been trying to promote that uh, with the community whenever they're available. Uh, and um, lately it's been a lot of film camera reviews and film reviews. Um, there's been a lot of photo essays as well. That's kind of where I started, just kind of expressing myself, here's some words, here's some pictures. Uh, but I do find that the community really uh, wants to learn more about film and cameras, even if they were kind of talked about somewhere else. Um, my wife is a teacher, so she shows me value that, you know, you can teach the same thing differently and there's still value in having like two different points of views because people like to absorb information in their own way. Mm-hmm. No, um, totally agree with that. Um, it's It's what makes the internet, especially the film online film community, so wonderful is that there's so many people out there who do different blogs, do YouTube channels. And yeah, a lot of the time it's like, oh man, do we really need another Olympus Trip 35 review? Uh, right. The answer is yes, because everyone has a different point of view. It's not all the same regurgitated information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The stats we can get uh, from the manual, but you know, there's even some really popular cameras out there that don't have a manual available online, even from like, like yeah, yeah. Uh, even he doesn't have the uh, MGU, the MGU one. I oh, think he has one. Yeah. Or maybe he has one, but there's versions of MGU one that have uh, a date clock, and that's nowhere to be found. So there is always something to add. There's always some information that's missing. Mm-hmm. We had like 200 years almost of photography. So. Yeah, it's getting up there. Mm. Yeah. I also want to point out that Dimitri takes on some insane projects. Like if you look in his background right now, the, the listeners aren't going to be able to see this, but he's got his gingerbread camera in the background right now over his shoulder. Oh, you're the one who built the gingerbread camera. As oh, yeah. seen on PC. <laughs> oh, wow. So please tell me a little bit more about this tasty little camera. Uh, yeah, it's uh, made of gingerbread. It's has some icing and it has uh, some more sugar for the lens. Um, it has a paper shutter and it uses in six square film with Jolly Look Back, the cranky one. Oh man, what gave you the idea to build a sorry Christmas themed camera? 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so a couple of years ago, I built a model of SX70 out of gingerbread, just for fun. Uh, and it had a um, sugar lens, but that was just so you can put a um, candle inside, light it, and it looks nice. And that kind of gave me the idea, well, sugar can bend light just like glass and plastic. So maybe I tried to make a lens and uh, just add some Instax square at the back. That's it. Okay, that's that's really cool. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yvonne and Darren were there when uh, we built the second version. Which was surprisingly high fidelity. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. the images out of it are, are absolutely incredible. It is so, really weird. So I take it you're not going to eat it. Did you at least eat the first version? Yeah, we ate the first version. We did, nice. which was questionable at that point. Because I think it, had, it was about two weeks old. <laughs> and had been held like a camera. Yeah, been taken out of the house multiple times, you know, gone into restaurants and whatever. So, you know, still ate it though. Hey. Yeah, definitely a questionable decision, but uh, tasty. Yeah. I like the fondant. Yeah, nice. and I gotta say, Dimitri's gingerbread was like, even after all that time, it was still delicious. It was yeah, still like decent. Definitely, definitely not too molasses y. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's so cool. <sighs> and Yvonne, tell us about yourself for those who uh, haven't watched your uh, YouTube channel. And by the way, love your videos. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for commenting. I often see you down in the down in the description. Um, yeah, I'm a Vancouver-based film fashion photographer. Um, I don't always shoot on film, but I say that film is my hobby and digital is my job. Um, so I shoot as much film as I can out and about. Um, mostly experimenting with really unusual film stocks that I can then talk about on my YouTube channel and kind of share the results. I like to pretend that I'm contributing to the global body of knowledge by trying different things with really obscure uh, films. So cooking up some some new reviews for some new films in the future. I've just Ooh. discovered how much I love Kono manufacturer. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that pretty quick. Okay. What's the weirdest film you've tried to date? Oh, Oh, that's a big question. What's the weirdest film? Well, honestly, okay, so one that I'm very excited about is um, The Harmon Phoenix, which is not that weird, but I film souped it, and I realized that there's no film soup results from Harmon Phoenix online yet. So if I can get it developed quick enough, that'll be the first the first time somebody's film souped it, maybe. There you <laughs> go. really cool. Um, not sure how well it's going to turn out. I have also never film souped before, so... New new things for all of us. Um, I'm going to think for a second about the weirdest films I've ever tried. Oh, yeah. A bunch from Montreal. Last time I went to Montreal, there was this old photo store, Photo Saint Denis, and he had a box of expired films that were all French store brands. Um, so no English on the box and all like, you know, imported to Montreal, sold in Montreal, blah, blah, blah not really available anywhere else and it looks like they expired in like the 90s Ooh. so i tried a bunch of those and the results oh. were mixed but it was neat because it's, i was trying something that i legitimately did not know like i don't know where this came from who made it what it is what emulsion it is anyone's guess and if so, it's a store brand from the 90s you probably won't find anything online about it nothing online no but I oh asked nice it. they don't know yeah so what brought you to photography in the uh, first place? To photography? Yeah. Um, 
laughably, I thought that it was going to be a way to make money. And then I discovered film photography, which is like literally the opposite. It's a way to spend so much money. <laughs> um, no, I thought I was going to like do some portraits in college, like make 60 bucks here and there. And it, it rapidly took over my entire life, like almost immediately. <laughs> so now here we are. <laughs> it does. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What brought you to specifically film photography, actually? Me? Um, these days, I like to say it's an inheritance. Um, film photography is in my blood. Um, my uh, paternal grandfather um, did a lot of photography. Um, and so did his wife, um, my Uncle Ted and uh, Tante Ozette. Um, both are um, both did photography as well. So yeah, it's it's just in my blood there's a picture of me sitting on my grandfather's knee looking at his k1000 um and now that k1000 is mine do you come by it honestly yeah i do and bit of stuff in high school and just the best part is film photography it gets me away from the computer at least i have some friends who've got this little kid uh who's about two and a half and i keep eyeing them like how young is too young for a camera as a Christmas present. <laughs> and it turns out they've got these little cameras that print photos out onto thermal paper. Um, so yep. it's pretty cheap. It's like rolls of receipt paper, right? Nice. And it's built for like young, young kids to get them into like the concept of film photography. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I have a niece and nephew that have kid digital cameras and we, we've we gone out to uh, a car show and, and we've all gotten taken photos. So Get them so young. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I also want to give a shout out to Yvonne here. Her channel is full of some amazing resources. She's done that like incredible uh, photography, film photography iceberg video series. And that was oh. full of some really deep cuts. That was awesome. And then I, also, it, her, it took me I three days watch. to watch that one. I had to stop because I just had to process all the information. <laughs> yeah. Go into Wikipedia and just like, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and then she also had this amazing video that was on burnout with photography and like just seeing all of her um, her videos going around the world, around North America. It's been awesome. I love seeing her content as well. Hi, you guys. Flatter me. Thanks for watching them. I really appreciate that. A lot of work goes into the stuff like the iceberg, so it's really good to know that that stuff is uh, is appreciated by my fellow photography enthusiasts. That's really now, sweet. Are you a one-person show on your channel? For now, yeah. On my 2024 goals, um, there is hire a video video editor. So okay. we'll see. That was also on my 2023 goals and my 2022 goals. <laughs> yeah, the trouble is, I, I I just can't trust anyone else to work work on my stuff. I just I have the specific exactly. vision of what I want it to be. So yeah, like what if they don't get my humor? What if they take out all my jokes? What if they leave in all the ums? There's so many ums. <laughs> Put the wrong music in. Yeah. See, this yeah. is something that's the kind of thing that like I would want an editor for because I'm always afraid that my jokes aren't going to land. So I prefer to have someone else be like the buffer between me and the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, my rule is that if I don't laugh again while I'm editing it, the joke comes out. But if it gets a chuckle out of me during editing, it can stay in. There. Ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. And Darren, you've you've been on our show before, and you run the uh, Learn Film Photography website. What? are your plans for the site this year? 
Yeah. Um, so this year I'm going more into YouTube rather than the blogging. So the blogging is still there. It's still always going to be there. Um, but YouTube is kind of where I see the future of the channel going because I feel like it can make a more personal connection with people. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really into. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot harder <laughs> during YouTube. You can see that my like upload schedule is way, way not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my goal for 2024 is to put out at least one video a month, hopefully two videos a month, and then from there, uh, keep growing that. So the Learn Film Photography blog and YouTube channel, it's all about taking a scientific and eco-friendly approach to film photography. So um, you can see I did a video with Dimitri a while back where we were testing the difference between Kodak Gold and Kodak Color Plus and seeing um, we did it as scientifically as possible, where we cut down as many variables. So we put it in a Hasselblad camera so that I could have the same camera, same lens, taking the photos on the, on the two different film stocks and just doing things like that. Um, so I'm going to be doing more developer reviews, going into how developers work and just getting really deep into the meat of film, why this media, like taking so I'm of the belief that like a lot of people think that film is just kind of magic and I don't see it that way. I see it as like a challenge to get in there and like start to really understand. And then we can take better photos with it once we start to understand what makes film work and why. So that's the whole goal with what I do with the content that I produce. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. In the developer or programmer land, magic is considered to be a bad word. Everything <laughs> has to be known. Everything has to be known and well-documented. <laughs> you should have twice as much pseudo-code as you do code. <laughs> well, I think that's a really great um, quality of your content, Darren, is that a lot of what you produce, like, it it answers, like, the deeper questions. Like, you don't just do, like, an overview. You'll, like, delve in. Like, the Color Plus video was a really excellent example mm -hmm. of that. Like, let's, let's prove it. <laughs> I always really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so before we wrap this up, where can people find your work online? So Darren. Yeah, uh, youtube.com slash learnfilm.photography. Um, I'm also on Instagram and the learnfilm.photography website as well. Perfect. Yvonne? Um, pretty much everywhere. I'm Y Hansen Photography, notably not Janssen Photography, <laughs> Y Hansen. Um, and on YouTube, I'm Yvonne Hansen. Uh, but if you look up why hands photography, you'll find me pretty much anyway. Perfect. And Dimitri. Uh, yeah, it's just analog.cafe, uh, no.com, just .cafe. Uh, but you'll also find me on Mastodon, also analog underscore cafe. I am sometimes on Instagram, also analog underscore cafe. Uh, on Blue Sky, you may be able to find me. And I started a small shorts channel on youtube uh also i know a cafe very nice and, is everywhere <laughs> and you will find most of these links over on the um on the podcast episode notes so just thank you so much you three for uh coming on um just a real honor and pleasure to talk to all of you um thank you again for um taking time to come on this little canadian podcast yeah, thanks so much for having us, thanks Alex. So much. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yeah, to thanks for all you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for all you guys do. It's awesome. I love hearing your content all the time. And like the stuff that you have put out on YouTube and your blog, Alex, like it's incredible. Such a wealth of knowledge out there. Thank you. <laughs> oh.
yeah and thanks again for participating in the game yeah and definitely for all our listeners hop on over link to the games in the uh in the notes um give it a try and uh keep an eye out especially for the color version because i think that's going to be uh a lot more interesting <laughs> yeah, redemption it's... arc for those of us who can't tell the difference <laughs> between black and white or so we I hope. Feel like I'm... yeah i feel like i'm gonna do worse <laughs> Avon is I... gonna win that one for sure i will probably do worse and now somebody's gonna be buying me the beers at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah during the game we did a bet um to see yeah whoever did the worst would have to buy beers yeah this time it was unfortunately a bond but it was so close it was just about me i only won by a fluke so oh so craft beer or, or just just a generic beer Oh, crap, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it came with a chicken wing, which yeah. is a good portion of chicken. <laughs> I was nice. looking at like, nine good. bucks for that. It was pretty good. Dang, yeah. Not bad. Vancouver is not known as a place where you can get sweet deals, but like somehow we are just finding them. <laughs> there you go. Okay, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, my name's Alex Lokes. Uh, get out there, stay safe, shoot what you love, with what you love, on what you love. Don't give in to the hype. <laughs>